thanks again for tuning in to our Enlightened Conversations, where this season we are deep diving into some tough topics with our guests. I will also be sharing some enlightened conversations with my favourite intergalactic being, Ralph, from my book, Conversations with Ralph, as well as some new, never-been-heard-of conversations with them. You hear it all here, real, raw and rare, and all shared in an enlightened way. Hi everyone, it's Michelle Lightworker here and welcome to Enlightened Conversations, a special edition where I actually share with you my conversations with my favourite intergalactic being, Ralph, from my book Conversations with Ralph and um, I do have more that I haven't actually penned in an official book that I would like to share with you as well. So primarily I'm going to be narrating a little bit from the book and then having a little bit of a chat about what we've just what, what I've just um, shared with you. So here, let's dive in and we begin the book um, explaining to us how um, my meeting with Ralph came about. So let's read. So this is actually from the first chapter, the flower of life phenomenon, the chapter is called. So 10th of April, 2018, my pre-conversation experience. Since 2009, whenever I closed my eyes, I would see the flower of life mandala. It was never static, always spinning gently. I originally awoke and noticed it as I lay in my bed with my eyes closed. Then it kept appearing each morning. I really didn't know what to do about it or why it was there. Something inside me told me that it was there to teach me. So I decided to experiment with it. I meditated on it and asked specific questions or focused on a person. Then I noticed almost immediately a color would appear. With it, a message. The energy would flow up or down, signifying a lighter or heavier vibration. Different colors would symbolize where a person's energy was blocked in relation to their chakras. Information would come out of it in shapes too when I asked each question. The color, shape and directional flow of energy would repeat it until I understood the message behind it. Then I would get more information. The flower of life phenomenon was only there when I wanted to focus on it. It never got in the way or tried to divert my attention to it. I thought it was just an information portal of sorts. However, nine years later, it was very different. I was about to embark on an unexpected journey, only spanning a short time, which was to provide answers to life's greatest mysteries. And I just want to stop there and say, I thought it was going to last a short time and it did for this particular book. (laughs) Um, However, um, it has continued uh, since 2018 and um, off and on when I want to go back in and have conversations and um, ask for more information on different things as well. So back to the book. Before we go there, let's take a quick moment to see how the flower of life is perceived. This is what it looks like. See it there. 
And for those of you who are just listening to the audio, you might want to Google it, but it's basically the flower of life, life is a geometrical shape. And it's com only comprised of circles that overlap each other in an evenly spaced fashion. The end, res end result is that it looks like a flower. It has been known over history to inspire philosophers, architects, and artists all over the world. And it was only upon putting this book together that I learned that it had held religious value depicting the fundamental forms of space and time. I also discovered that it's known to contain a type of Akashic record or basic information of all living things. This flower of life is seen as the visual expression of the connections of life that run through all sentient beings. I couldn't believe it when I also discovered that there are groups of people all over the world who meditate on the flower of life. It is for certain validation of this journey I was embarking on. So I won't go into all the bits and pieces that I discuss on the flower of life in the book. There's a lot. However, I will now share with you what happened. So on this particular morning in April of 2018, I saw it spinning but it was drawing forward like a tunnel. It had never done this before. It was magnetic and drawing me forward too. I, I noticed it got smaller and smaller and I felt like I wanted to follow it. I noticed it was indeed a tunnel that I was walking through. Even though I was not moving on the bed, I was meditating on I still felt as if it was real. I was lucid. I was lucid as still traveling, but with a clear physical sensation that I felt I was bilocating. Bilocation is the ability to be in two places at once. Within a very short amount of time, I came to the end of this tunnel. At the end of the tunnel, I saw crystalline structures right at the edge. I knew at that moment I was not only in outer space, I was in a completely different universe. Not a parallel universe, a completely different universe. Then, as quickly as I arrived and had that realisation, I was back. Whoa, that, what was that? Where did that come from? It felt so random. Then. I saw the spinning flower of life again and I was again led into it. This time, the tunnel was more organic. I put my hand out to feel it. Once again, even though I had not moved an inch in my bed, I could definitely feel the sides of the tunnel. It felt organic, like soft, spongy moss. And I noticed that there was a kind of plant growing and swaying on the sides of the tunnel, almost like a sea anemone, but I instinctively knew I was definitely not underwater. At the end of the each tunnel, I was again at the precipice of a new universe. Another new universe? Two new universes visits in one morning. This was blowing my mind. Up until then, I had thought there was only one universe. In fact, I hadn't really thought about it at all. I can only assume that I thought there was only one universe up until that point. <laughs> I saw a flying 
squid-like animal, but I reiterate that I knew I was definitely not underwater. It was a vast expanse. I saw many stars and planets. I had the instant realisation that physical life did not abide by the laws of physics of our earthly world. Would I, or should I say universe? <laughs> I knew I had just visited two separate locations of two very different universes. I thought this was enough information to process for a while. And little did I know what was about to happen four days later. So that is the beginning of my, you could say my journeying to talk to Ralph because um, Sight Spirit was preparing me for what was about to happen. It was really mind-blowing, just just those two experiences in very quick succession to one another. Um, And I felt a sense of um, enoughness with that. So there wasn't a yearning to go back. There wasn't a, I just didn't. I was just in my own life and went, got on with things. Um, so I'll move on now to chapter two, which is everything is seen. 14th of April, 2018, conversation one. This morning I awoke and unexpectedly saw the spinning flower of life again. I felt it drawing me forward. Another adventure? I followed its magnetic pull. As I travelled along, or as it continued before me, I noticed purple flashes of light on the sides of the tunnel. Once I reached the end of the tunnel, I expected to experience what I had previously in the four days prior. I expected to arrive at the end of the tunnel and stand at the precipice of a new universe. Or was it one of those previous ones? I wasn't sure. But for some reason, I saw the flowing purple light before me and I asked, where am I? Then I was shown that the purple light was, in fact, the end of the tunnel. I was out on the other side. I was in a new universe. And I knew it was a new universe in that moment. I hadn't had a sensation of flying, so I hadn't realised I had passed through the end. And so then I realised I was looking at the end of the tunnel from beyond it, looking back, as it were. And so then I realised that I was actually in this new universe. The purple colour was significant in the resonance of this universe. And I was about to find out why. For the first time, I was in another universe consciously. I turned around, of course, expecting to see stars. However, I did not. I did not see planets. I wondered, where are they? I saw a whole heap of what looked like spiritual beings, like droplets of ink in the water a variety of colours, the occasional face, like a torch was lighting up a part of it, no body, just face. This didn't make any sense at the time. But there was a big reason why, which I later discovered. 
And then not really knowing what to do next, I asked the question, what is the highest vibration here? I heard a response, peace. I immediately felt that this was a safe place to be. I was then curious as to finding out what the lowest vibration was in this new universe. Depression was the answer. I was shown this in the form of a downward flow of energy into a dark void. I did not understand why depression was the lowest vibration that existed here, but I soon found out how important it was and why. Then I noticed a being before me. It had no body, face or colour, but I knew it was there. I later found out his name was Ralph and we formally introduced ourselves, but this was not my first experience at all. My first experience with Ralph was him commencing telling me all about the universe I was in. And it came back and forth, conversation that flowed effortlessly. I can only summarise here what was discussed as I did not capture the order of things transpiring. It was completely unexpected. However, as I write this, I endeavour to capture future conversations real time, whether by a voice recording or typing. I know not which at this point, but I will go in prepared. As I know, after this conversation, I have many questions. I learned that I was in a universe full of contradictions, which I plan to explain. Beings here were human, but did not look human at all. This universe had no physical existence, yet it was not a place beyond life. There was no place to go, yet all could be found right here before one left. There was nothing to see, yet everything was capable of being seen at all times. I debriefed with my husband straight after my experience. As you can imagine, I was still half asleep. I decided to report our discussion and capture any questions that arose. This was a really good idea. I had questions and I knew he would too, and he did. So there you go. That's the beginning of coming into an awareness of this being, of Ralph, this new universe full of contradictions. And I will now do my best to just read the conversation that I had with my husband. So I started to say to my husband, just had this experience and I woke up and I saw the flower of life and it was pulling me forward again, not pulling, but I could tell it was calling me to go down. So I was like, okay, it was really different this time. It had purple flashes and stuff along the way. And I got to the end of it and didn't know I was out the other side because I was seeing a lot of almost like flying spirits of different sorts and the occasional face. And it was almost like a torch was shining on the face. It was weird. It was like all different kinds of spirits everywhere and all things everywhere flying. You know, if you put a piece of dye in the water, that's how they looked. And I was like, okay, I basically asked the question, what's the highest vibration here? I got shown that 
as I came out of the other side, I was looking back towards the tunnel. So I was there, but I didn't know I'd gone through because you don't have that sensation of flying. You're there, but you don't know you're moving. You know what I mean? So it's hard for me to realize I was on the other side. I had to be told that I'm on the other side. Then I was shown that I had gone through. Then I asked, well, I didn't know what to do really. And I just sort of said, what's the highest vibration here? And I got peace. That's what I was told. And then I said, okay, well, what's the lowest vibration here? And I got depression. And I was like, really depression? And then I realized there was a being in front of me and I started talking to them. And I found out that their name was Ralph and they were helping me to understand the universe. I was told that this was not a parallel universe. It was its own thing. I was told this very clearly. I was told that they had evolved past each incarnation that they had. And this was their last incarnation. And this was like, they were still spirits. It's really important to get this bit. He said, it's not like everybody just died and we're all just here experiencing our last incarnation. It was more, we have lived through the human experience. A lot of them had experienced what we had experienced like experiencing the Christ coming, even though it was not a parallel universe. They had created and done similar things we'd done because it was part of the human process and part of the human evolution of consciousness. They had now gotten to this point where they didn't have the physical stuff anymore. So it wasn't like there were planets and stuff. It was just them. He said, you might find this really difficult to understand, but we're not dead. We're still alive. And I said, yes, this is really difficult to understand. And he said, we're evolved past the body, but we haven't quite transitioned to the other side completely, not needing to have this experience. We are still souls. They have definite personalities, he said. You would think that not having a body would be easier, but it's often harder. What they have access to, which is, was really interesting, was that they could have a conversation with me and they can see every single past life I've ever had. And they do that with each other too when they're having a conversation. Their whole point of being in this last incarnation is to process anything that is holding them back from their, that last final stage while they're having these conversations with each other, although they can't see anything and they can't do anything and they can't go anywhere and they don't have a purpose and they don't have any of that stuff like driving them, right? They're just Their whole pur- sole purpose is to, and then my hubby said, what about time? Are they conscious of time? And I responded, I haven't gotten to that part yet, but I'll just finish what I'm talking about and maybe you can tell me. But what they they do have access to, I would say, yes, I'm getting a yes on that, by the way. Yes, there is time, but it's not like they're governed by the clock, but it's a process of time. If you're going to measure someone from where they are to where they've got to, not that someone else is measuring it in our senses, it is taking time. Because he did mention to me, it is a process. And he said to me, what he was trying to teach me was the process of their process. (laughs) That's what he said, the words process of their process. And he explained the depression thing because he said, when you have no purpose, when you have no thing, when you have no, you know what I mean, when you have no family, hubby responded, no sensation. And then I responded, no sensations, no taste, nothing to see, nowhere to go, nothing to do, nowhere to travel. Your whole point, your whole purpose, if you like, is to have conversations with everyone else, to evolve yourself to wherever you need to go, to understand, to resolve, to do whatever you've got to do. You've got to access to all the information of their past life. And the minute you speak to them, they can see everything you've done in every single past life. They don't see the whole thing. They don't get a whole download at once. He told me that. 
He said, but they have access to it. So you know you're talking to somebody and then suddenly in the middle of this conversation they're saying something and you're like, oh, I know what you mean. I can see that you did that. And they can actually see. And that's where they are seeing everything you've done. And they say, oh, yeah, I get that now. He said, that's what they're doing. They're interacting. And hubby said, wow. (laughs) And then I said, so they're connecting, they're communicating, they see everything. He told me this, every single thing you've done and will do, everybody will see in their conversations with you. Nothing is hidden. Everything is seen. Everything matters. He said, everything you do now, it matters. Even if people don't understand it now, your soul will continue to evolve in incarnated form back to the earth. It will, and then I go on to say, it will keep coming. It will keep going. Every, eventually, you know, everybody's greatest fears and all that kind of stuff about the earth doesn't matter because the end process is this. We all evolve past physicals, right? So it's not required. The depression thing, he said, you would be surprised how common that is at this stage because people have to work through a lot of stuff to get past attachments and purpose and all that. So never judge anyone. And he did say, you don't need to get to this stage. Interesting. You actually don't need to get to this stage to not have another incarnation. It's just a stage that some people have to get to. It's not for everybody. You don't have to. Some people are way evolved past the stage already here, meaning our earth. He said, don't judge anyone on your planet for having depression because that could be their final stage of incarnation. Hmm. And he did say that to me, and he is talking about humanity. Mm-hmm. This is humanity that he's talking about, right? Like even though one would say he's an alien, but he would say, no, this is humanity. This is everything that you've learned about humans. It's relevant. So everything um, we've gone through here, there, there are many other universes going through the same stages because this is humanity and it's evolving and it's a consciousness what we're experiencing and it's a relevant consciousness yeah and he was if you like human and I was talking to another human but in a different form and he said I'm not dead I'm alive he said the paradox of our universe is an interesting one and hubby said his universe and I responded yes his universe ours will get to but his universe he said the paradox of our universe is an interesting one in that we're in spirit form, yet we're not dead. And I'm, I go on to say, yet it's very similar to our universe, Earth, where we are at, where we have the 3D, people are deceased and they're hanging around. And he said, don't get confused by it and laughed, haha, if you can, but it's different. We're not all dead. We are alive in human form, last incarnation. And then I go on to say, so anyway, it was huge. He told me lots of stuff, personal stuff as well, how wonderful you are and how creative you are as well, and like it hasn't even started yet. At the end of sharing this with my hubby, I realized that interesting story of creation in the Bible begins with, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. 
And I felt, I felt the irony that in the end, all we have is conversations to help us back to peace. In the end is the word and the word is with God. So there's a bit more to this chapter, but I might just stop there for now. And because it's a lot, it's a lot to just even, um, you know, process for an episode um, of Enlightened Conversations to, to chat about. And um, I'll, I'll continue this in future episodes and, and the conversations I had. But just for the, this beginning, um, I just wanted to say my realizations on that post writing that like in 2018 and don't downloading it. And I haven't read it since then. Um, just the power of how it's shaped my life and how it's shaped my realization on how important it is to resolve our traumas and resolve our uh, relationships issues with people and to um, heal ourselves and to come to a place of more peace in ourselves so that we can do it um, with intention while we're here and not have to continually you know go through incarnations or repeat the same story uh, repeat repeating the same traumas repeating the same abuse and to get to a point where we've served our purpose enough to feel fulfilled so that we can then move to a place of, and I can relate to this, um, where you feel like you've served your purpose and you're not relying on that purpose to feel joy and peace. You feel like you've done your contribution, as it were, of, of where you needed to go, what you needed to do to grow your soul. So you're not depending on that to feel enough and um, and embarking onto um, my own journey, doing a lot of um, being called to do more traveling and things like that to enjoy things. It made a lot of sense that you can be liberated from purpose to and still feel like you're um, enough. Yeah, and um, that's a big one for me. And um, I think intentionality is the word that jumps out to me when it comes to um, peace and uh, moving away from those traumas, attachments, um, uh, abuse uh, and uh, old stories that we've lived and relived and relived in different incarnations. And I feel that what the strong message is that comes through isn't so much about the fact that um, we're not in a three, 3D form there, but it shows me how much we need to be less attached to the physical to resolve our fundamental intrinsic energetic issues. And they do manifest in our body, but there comes a point where, you know, there might be too much for the body to handle that we haven't uh, resolved and then we have to move into another sort of sphere of being so that we can have less attachment to things and that we may, may or may not know we have attachments to to deal with them. And, um, yeah, and I, I feel like um, there's a lot of, just in my own recovery from my eating disorder and, um, you know, family history and a lot of things that I've gone through in my life 
that there's a lot of opportunity for healing along the way that we can walk through the door of that invitation or not. And if we choose not to, um, that, that turning away from ourselves doesn't go away. We can't avoid things forever. And um, we still have free will to heal. We still have free will to take that seriously and to honor ourselves and to resolve what we need to resolve so that we're not, we don't have to be in what I could see Ralph was showing me in the zone where it's harder to heal. And we'll go, we'll go back, we'll go into all the aspects of, of, of what that universe entails and the deeper messages of how that can help us um, here on earth and in this realm and this physical body, um, because there's a lot of that, definitely a lot of that. And um, um, thank you so much for joining me on this first episode. And I look forward to um, continuing with our, our stories and our conversations with Ralph on other episodes as we go through season six of Enlightened Conversations. Thanks again for joining me, everybody. Bye for now.